You like to be active. You love exercise. And you just want to make sure you're getting the most out of your time spent sweating. There's so much conflicting information about the type of exercises to do and how often to do them that it can be hard to identify the workout program that best meets your needs. All About Fitness is here to answer any questions that you may have about exercise and the equipment and programs can help you achieve results in the shortest period of time. My name is Pete McCall, and I've been a fitness educator for almost 15 years. If you have any questions about exercise, don't just ask a personal trainer who may have just received his or her certification last week. Ask someone who's been training trainers since flip phones, cassette tapes, and portable CD players were all the rage. Please note that all the information on this podcast is for informational purposes only. If you're interested in starting an exercise program, please consult your physician to identify any possible risk factors that could be a potential cause of injury. Hi, I'm Pete McCall. Welcome to All About Fitness. Now, it's been a couple weeks since I've posted a podcast. There's no real excuse except that as someone who works as a freelance consultant, sometimes working on a project gets in the way of doing something that doesn't have much of an effect on the bottom line. Right now, the purpose of this podcast is to help educate you, the listener, on how to find the best type of physical activity to meet your needs. When duty calls and a project is on the line, I need to set this aside and roll up the sleeves. That said, my intent is to post a new podcast once a week, and I'm trying to set my schedule to make sure that's consistent. Now, in episode 15 of All About Fitness, it's about the role that community plays in promoting a healthy and fit lifestyle. People who don't work out or don't exercise much tend to find any excuse to avoid getting sweaty. But those of us who enjoy fitness are exactly the opposite. We know that we look forward to the physical challenge of a tough workout. And often we look forward to seeing others that will be sweating with us as we push ourselves to perform better. And I'm not just talking about you know, people that you might see in the gym. We know that when we go out for a run, if we go out for a walk, if we go out for a hike, we see the same people. And it's that sense of con- community and connectiveness that actually makes the world a better place. That's what today's episode is all about. Because how many times have you thought about blowing off a workout or skipping an activity simply because you weren't really in the mood? Then how many times did you suck it up and show up because you knew that others would be there waiting for you? And if nothing else, it was a chance to get out, see some friends, and have a little fun along with a little physical exertion. Now let's face it, one of the best things about the fitness lifestyle is being a part of a community of like-minded individuals. And as somebody who worked for years as a trainer group fitness instructor, I always noted that there are people that I saw more regularly. There are people I didn't know their names, but I would see them in the gym five, six, seven days a week. And I'd always say hello, sometimes maybe have a couple words with them, but I felt that I was a part of something. Even when I lived in a large city like Washington, D.C. or Boston, or even in downtown San Diego, you know, I got to know people at the gym. And even if I didn't know them, know them, know them their names, they were the regulars. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. They're the people that you see at the coffee shop every day, the people that you might see taking the bus or subway to work. Seeing the same person consistently makes you feel a part of something larger than yourself. Someone who's taught group fitness classes for more than 20 years, I can attest to the fact that many friendships are made among the people who sweat together in the gym. One of the coolest things is that many people who first meet in the gym end up becoming friends. And to be honest, it's where I met my wife. We were both working part-time in a health club uh, more years ago than I care to remember. But it really is um, how we met and how we grew up. 
And especially in this day and age of social media, when we many of us have more virtual friends than we do in real life friends, getting to the gym is a chance to get away from your screen, is a chance to get away from your desk and get out and be around other people and have a real life social network. So the topic of today's episode is how fitness can create a community and why that community can be an important part of a healthy lifestyle. Now, you may have seen them in the park, a phalanx of women in form-fitting exercise clothes, pushing strollers, and stopping every so often to perform some workouts. The program is called Stroller Strides, and is created by Lisa Druxman, a local here in San Diego, a fitness professional who noticed there's a lack of exercise options for women who had just given birth. True to the phrase that necessity is a mother of invention, once Lisa decided to create a program that catered to new moms who didn't want to let the new addition stand in the way of their exercise program, the sky was the limit. Not only did Lisa create the Stroller Strides workout program, she turned around and turned it into a franchise and helped other new moms be fitness instructors and, more importantly, how to be entrepreneurs and run their own business of Stroller Strides classes. So that's one of the cool things that's really, you know, you're around Lisa Druxman for a couple minutes and you just feel the, the positive energy radiate. She didn't want to just give people a workout. She didn't just want to work out with a group in her area. She wanted to spread the positive impact of workouts to women all around the country and, and actually now all around the world. Over the years, Stroller Strides has evolved to include programs called Fit for Baby, which are classes for prenatal fitness, Body Back, which are conditioning classes for any stage of motherhood, and has, has evolved to become the company Fit for Mom. Farrell Hruska is the National Fitness Director of Fit for Mom, and she's responsible for educating new and existing franchise owners and new instructors. Now, I've known Lisa and Farrell now for a few years. Like I said, we're all in the San Diego area together. And one of the really neat things is watching how committed they are to not only helping people get better through exercise, but to growing a community of women who are out there and earning the potential to, to generate their own income and have their own business. So Lisa and Farrell have focused on helping women create a community of like-minded individuals who care not only about their individual health, but about the health of their families and their children and their friends as well. In this episode of All About Fitness, Lisa, Farrell, and I sit down to discuss the evolution of Fit for Mom and really dive into the role the community of like-minded individuals plays in helping to pursue a healthy and fit lifestyle. Well, Lisa and Farrell are with uh, Fit for Mom, and I want to talk to them about the role that fitness plays in community. So, Lisa, where, where did Fit for Mom, what, first of all, what do you guys do now, and where did you, you guys evolve from? Well, we teach fitness for every stage of motherhood. We have three programs, Fit for Baby, which is our prenatal, pro, prenatal program. We have Stroller Strides, which is our stroller-based workout, and Body Back, which is our program for any stage of motherhood. It's a transformational workout. And it all started with Stroller Strides um, in 2001, just three months after my own son was born. And what were, were you, had you been working in fitness prior to that? I mean, what kind of what was the, the, the nexus for starting Stroller Strides? Yeah, I had been working in the fitness industry for over a decade at the time. And um, just truthfully, I knew I could help other moms get their body back, but it was more than that. I had so many questions about motherhood. I had questions about nursing and sleeping, and I just needed a community. I needed a village. So I really started the Stroller Strides workout um, totally selfishly, <laughs> no, uh, just because I knew that moms were looking for a way to connect, get support, and get their bodies back. Well, and I think actually that's an interesting point because 2001 was before we had blogs for everything, and now there's a lot of, and I know you guys have a very robust online community, but now you have a lot of a lot of people blogging about it and blogging about how do you do that. So 
I think identifying that need for community was was extremely critical. And when did you get involved, Farrell? How did you get involved in, uh, in in this company? Yeah, I am. Um, I had this um, what I thought a brilliant brainchild of uh, starting a stroller fitness company when I first moved to San Diego from Colorado, and I came to find out that um, this little Missy had started it a few months prior. So after kind of getting rid of the bitterness that I had towards this woman, um, I gave her a call. And, um, and we've been working together ever since. And we both came from the fitness industry um, in various ways, personal training and, and group fitness. And we kind of just assumed that it would be the natural progression of fitness professionals who became moms to come to work with us. And what's happened over the evolution of our, our 15 years is that we are actually building the fitness professional community because most of our instructors don't have a background in fitness. And so we are actually raising group fitness instructors that are now teaching our programs. And we honestly thought in the beginning that people would only come to us for the main reason of fitness, and it's not the number one reason why they come to us. It's community. It's village. And that's and that that's I'm gonna go back to that first point. So your your idea when you first started is because both you guys came from fitness was that you would attract people that okay I've been an instructor for years but on group exercise mm-hmm. and now that I have a kid I need to kind of integrate that. But you found it to be something different. You were attracting people that hadn't been involved in fitness. Yeah, I mean after working in the fitness industry for a decade, we kept hearing that 80 percent of America doesn't ever work out. They don't go to the gym, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh my gosh, we're tapping into that 80 percent because. Moms came to stroller strides because they felt it was safe. They liked that it wasn't a gym. Everybody feels like, hey, I can walk with the stroller. Um, And it was a way to connect with other moms. They quickly found out it was more than just a walk in the park. Uh, They really do get a workout. They get in the best shape of their lives. So they not only get their body back, some of these women get in the best shape they ever have. But they really realize that it's possible and in a very safe and nurturing environment. And that it's funny when I had because my daughters are two and four, mm-hmm. and so when we were on when I was on leave and and I would spend the time my wife and I would go for a walk with our daughter, we would see a brigade of moms <laughs> down in Mission Bay Park, and I'm sure you know those were our mamas, I mean, and that's where they and they're all with their stro- with their strollers, and it really, and you see the benefit it has. And so what's your workout program based on? For people that might be listening, that might be thinking, oh, I'm, I'm pregnant or I'm getting ready to have a baby or we're in that phase, what is what is your Stroller Strides workout do for the newly, for the mom, for the new mom? Well, I should let my national fitness director answer that. <laughs> well, in terms of physiological, like what are yeah. the physiological benefits? And then we'll get to the other benefits here. Okay, so physiological benefits, we are, it's interval training, so it's walking or running with the stroller. Um, we are a power walking class where runners are welcome. So we want to make sure that everybody at any fitness level feels secure and safe in that space. Um, So we'll travel and we'll stop and do strength stations using the environment or resistance bands. Um, And our main um, focus is helping moms to get the physical strength for motherhood. And motherhood is very physically demanding and it pulls us in a variety of different spaces with this ever-increasing non-compliant load, (laughs) which is these lovely nuggets that we bring home. Um, and so we try to make our workouts um, specific to movement patterns of motherhood so that she actually, when she goes in and needs to take care of these children in a variety of different asymmetrical, um, non-optimal um, uh, positions, that she actually has a strength for that and she's not going to injure herself. Now, I think that's important because one thing I, I try to, to get people thinking about is that we don't, our body doesn't work in terms of muscles. We don't, I mean, we're, we're doing a movement, if you're picking up your kid, if you're putting them... If you're trying to get them in the car seat, if you're trying to get them in the crib, 
they're not going to be, you're not just using single muscle, but yeah. you're using the entire everything together everything. in terms of a pattern. Yeah. So it's good that you're doing that. Mm-hmm. And now you, 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 so you've expanded the company. You've gone from just stroller strides. And what's the prenatal program? What it's is called that? Fit for Baby. Okay. And, and how do so, you guys do that? How do yeah. you guys promote that? Um, Fit for Baby is usually that first time mom. So she's going to be the working mom. Um, but she, there's, there's a really big, um, hole in the area of fitness around prenatal fitness only because there have been a lot of myths and a lot of misconceptions. So people were really afraid of training that pregnant woman, actually the way that she needs to be trained. All the research shows that weight bearing and resistance training is the most appropriate way of working out in a healthy pregnancy. Um, and so fit for baby was our answer for that. Um, she can walk, she can run, she can jump if she feels like it. In fact, it's encouraged. So what we try to do is educate um, our pregnant clients that this is actually the perfect time to start an exercise program. And actually, uh, psychologically, it's been proven that this is a really wonderful time for her to make some changes that she'll probably keep through her life because it's not just about her anymore. So we, our hope is that that's going to be as big or bigger than Stroller Strides eventually. And then how are you guys position? How are you guys marketing um, fit, fit for Baby? How it's is called that? Word of Mom. Okay. <laughs> well, that's, that's critical, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Most you know, talk. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> um, you mentioned that when we started the company in 2001, there was no Facebook. There, mm. there, there was barely websites. I mean, we did have a website, but um, there wasn't the way to spread the word through social media that there is now. So it's all always been word of mom. We have been blessed with like some incredible PR exposure. We've done today's show, Good Morning America. It, it goes on CNN mm-hmm. and yet nothing ever surpasses word of mom. When moms see something, they like it and they talk about it. When moms do something they like, they talk about it. When I first started in San Diego, I didn't have intention of growing this nationwide. We were getting calls and emails from across the country from women who either wanted to start one or join one within like the first six months. And that's so that's your company. You basically do franchises. So mm-hmm. if I'm a if I'm a new parent, and since I'm not a mom, and I don't think I can be a mom anytime soon, um, you know, if I'm a new parent and I'm interested in starting this, then I can obviously do a franchise, correct? And that's that's a lot of what your business is now is helping start and support franchises. Yeah. And how? And so what does that do for the woman? What's that do for the family for being able to run their own fitness business? Well, you know, we had we had two whys when we started. The first one was to give women the strength for motherhood. We believe so much in the power of moms. But then also to create career opportunities that are supportive of motherhood. Beryl and I both felt so blessed every single day that we were out there teaching these classes and getting to bring our little babies with us to work and even have our babies with us in meetings that were like, if this could be replicated, so many women don't think about what kind of career they want. Well, they think about the career they want, but they don't think about the family that they want and how they want to be a mom. And so getting a chance to have a career that's supportive of motherhood was huge. So for us to create a franchise that was very turnkey, low cost, and something that she could do with her family, we, we believe in work with life, not work versus life. And have you seen, I mean, do you have franchisees that have stayed with you even if their kids have gotten older? I mean, how how the how's that evolved? How's yeah. that part of the business? Yeah, and we have franchisees who have been with us almost since we started franchising and have had one, two, three, four kids. Mm-hmm. We tease them. We're like, you don't have to keep having kids. <laughs> um, you know, we have our first generation of stroller striders that are now in high school, wow. which is crazy, and starting to drive. And the moms well, are scary. still teaching the business. Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> and just like there's a life cycle of a client, we're seeing the life cycle of a franchisee where 
where as their kids are getting older, they're getting a chance to really work more on their business and expand the business. So it's exciting. And that's and, and so you do a lot of support. I mean, that's how Fit for Mamas evolved, correct? You went from being stroller strides and now you're kind of doing a whole business. So you have you have Fit for Baby, correct? And then mm-hmm. you have stroller strides. And then what's the next program? Well, you we have? also have stroller bar. So okay. it's, a, it's a kind of a uh, variation of our stroller strides classes, but with a bit more of those bar kind of concept uh, movements. And then beyond that, we have body back. And body back is definitely it's high intensity interval training, but it's also cognitive modification and coaching, um, and nutritional coaching. So there isn't a necessarily like you know any kind of special magic around the nutritional piece of it. It's just that by the way, um, eating clean will help you move better, think better, feel better, um, and trying to coach people through that. A lot of women have interesting issues with food um, and don't necessarily see the power of it. So that's a really positive part of what we do in body back. But the cognitive piece is probably the biggest because finally at this phase, you know, she's kind of graduated out of that stroller-based time in her life and she's really focusing on herself and that's a really foreign concept because a lot of women put their children ahead of them for a very long time. And so what we're inviting them to do is really step into your own spotlight again. Um, You know, walk taller, see yourself as a, a beautiful, amazing human being, not, I hate to say it, but just a mom but that you were there before the kids. So let's bring yourself back in all its, all its glory. And I think that's really important because I think we get, you know, again, being the parent of two toddlers, not toddlers, but one preschool and one, one toddler, you do get focused on the kids yeah. and you forget to put yourself, you kind of forget to make time for yourself. And so is that, is that what you found? Is that one of the reasons why people become such diehard fans mm-hmm. is that you give you give your people that take your workouts an excuse to focus on themselves? Yeah, I Women that are moms look to connect no matter what, no matter what. So with all of our Fit for Mom classes, we are giving them that connection. We're giving them that village. We're giving them that tribe. And we're helping them realize that they can love motherhood and love who they are as a mom. And so really regaining that self-confidence and, and finding themselves again. Well, and what we're realizing too, and I think it's it seems so um, obvious when you think of it this way, but... When you've got a mom who is moving through her world, happy, healthy, confident, strong, she's then going to raise happy, healthy, confident, strong children. And I've been called Pollyanna in the past, but I'm going to own it. I think that can change the world. And I, but I think that's an important thing because I've written an education program on, on pre, prenatal um, strength training yeah. and, and what to do, you know, work with a postpartum client. And some of the research that, that I found was that women that exercise during pregnancy have, you know, more cognitively developed smarter kids mm-hmm. by the time they reach five, by the time they reach school. And what they didn't identify, what you can't identify in the research is, is this a component of a woman who works out during a pregnancy might have a higher level of education and therefore have a certain lifestyle or does exercise during pregnancy improve blood flow, improve oxygen flow to developing fetus? And that wasn't really kind of answered. But the, and so I'm going to come back real quick to the, the fit for baby because mm-hmm. it is such an important time to exercise. And, and how do you, if someone's brand new and she comes to you, she's in her first trimester, how do you introduce them to exercise? I mean, what, what do you recommend that they do if they're in that first trimester and they don't have a background of exercise or working out? Well, I think it's a matter of kind of meeting them where they are um, in terms of um, their fitness level and starting in a conservative space. And their, their rate of progression is going to be how they respond to the, to the workouts. But it's still interval-based. It's still weight-bearing. It's still resistance training. Um, but she's gonna, she could see some amazing um, um, increases in endurance and strength just even as starting in pregnancy. Um, there's still that myth that if she has been previously sedentary, she shouldn't start um, during pregnancy, and that is an absolute myth. So we want to make sure that we're busting that one out of the water. But 
Um, she's going to have higher energy levels, better biomechanics, better posture, um, possibly better recovery. There's a lot of research that shows that. Dr. Clapp is one of the leading researchers in prenatal fitness right now, and he's um, been a major contributor to ACOG changing their guidelines. They just did a revamp in December of 2015, and, um, and it's really a cool time to be a pregnant woman in the fitness world. Because, again, it's not just okay, it's really recommended, highly recommended. Well, I, don't, I remember when I first started teaching cycling classes in the late 90s, the recommendation was if you're pregnant, don't get your heart rate above 130 beats a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was 140 beats a minute, and there are still OBGYNs who will prescribe that, and that has been outdated for a long, long time mm-hmm. now. I mean, the good news is, focus on how you're feeling. Like, you should never do a quantum leap, even if you're not pregnant in terms of if you were sedentary, you shouldn't do all of a sudden a quantum leap into this giant high-intensity HIIT workout. You should build up gradually. It's the same thing for a mom who's pregnant at whatever stage she's going to meet us. We're going to build her gradually. We're going to meet her where she's at. And we're going to take into account the changes that are happening in her body and all of our programs. And now to, to, to transition from, because I think understanding the prenatal fitness is, is critical and that if you if you are pregnant, if you're considering being pregnant, don't slow down, mm-hmm. don't stop. I mean, I've had a number of pregnant women in classes I've taught over the years, and I've worked with a number. I've, I've worked with women. It was kind of fun to see because I would help them train for their wedding, and then you know maybe six months a year later they'd come and say, "Hey, I don't want to train." Six with you months. Again. Wait a minute. Well, no, but they would, but they would, they would find out they're pregnant, and mm-hmm. they would want to, you know, they would want to know what to do during sure. exercise while they're pregnant, mm-hmm. and so that was a that was fun to be a part of that, and I love seeing women who are pregnant come into classes. And what, what our experience was when my wife was pregnant was three or four women came up to her and said, hey, I feel more comfortable now exercising seeing you. I mean, my wife taught to, with both of them right until like the last week that she was due. That's great. And we have a number of friends that have modeled that. So now I want to transition to like after the pregnancy. What do you see is, what do you think is the biggest challenge? Exercise aside, but for new moms, what do you see as the biggest challenge in that first couple months? The biggest challenge is more a psychological and a lifestyle one in terms of that she's now having to take care of this little baby. She's at her most sleep-deprived point and just really not even sure how to get through the day, but she's supposed to take care of herself. Um, And we think it's kind of ironic that when you're physically at your weakest point, you're supposed to take on your biggest physical challenge of all time. So that's a big part of it. Uh, We often talk about that a woman's body is going to go through more changes in nine months of pregnancy than yours well, in your entire lifetime. So you have to take into account those changes to just jump back to your old exercise routine. Like women are supposed to wait six weeks for their doctor's clearance to exercise hmm. again. If she, just jumps, yeah. if she just jumps right back to her old exercise routine, um, it's going to be a shocker to her body and she's not taking into account those changes. So we would give her exercises that she could do in the hospital even that are some very basic core exercises to help restore that, then to start walking and start moving her body. There's nothing wrong with movement, um, but everything's very purposeful, so... Yeah, no, I would just say one other thing that, that comes up for women in terms of their hesitancy to start a program um, is that they're just, they don't know themselves anymore, or at least it feels that way. Um, and they start to question their bodies, how they look, how they feel. Um, they're questioning motherhood and if they're doing it right. And so even just getting out of the house to go for a walk is an event, and it's a, it's a psychological event um, in addition to it being a logistical event. Um, and so there, I've talked to many women who felt like they didn't even leave the house for like three months because what if the baby needs to nurse and what if I leak and what if I this and, and you know, what my shirt's inside out, there's spit up on it and my pants are inside out. Like they're just, 
it's a crazy time. And so um, we believe that when we can provide classes that have that, that nurturing hand that just holds them and says, you're, you're safe here. You're safe to leak. You're safe to jiggle. You're safe to cry. You're safe to be however you need to be. Just come to us and let us help you move better. Yeah, and that and, and that's something I'm very aware of as a dad. You know, speaking from uh, the the wife from some <laughs> point of view, you've seen is, it. Is is having seen that twice? Is I didn't you know carry something in my body for nine mm-hmm. months, and so you kind of on one hand there's that you, you don't have that connection, especially in the first four to six weeks, because my role as a dad is I'm basically changing. She's filling her up, and I'm emptying. I was emptying them out. <laughs> you know, and that's we'd have cute. that relationship back and forth, but. Um, and I think that's so important because that you do see such a drastic change in women's bodies. And having worked in fitness for almost 20 years, I am acutely aware of some of the image issues that come along with that. Oh, and I think amazing. that can be the biggest challenge for women is women that exercise a lot. And, that's, and I've, I've known a woman that, that um, at one point she was, she was admitted to a hospital because she wasn't eating enough when she was pregnant. And so she was severely underweight. And she was, you know, I, I don't know what, I don't want to diagnose any issues, but I know that can be a huge. And so what I see the biggest, the biggest component of your program that I see isn't just physiological, mm-hmm. but it's psychological. Mm-hmm. And so you, you've talked about community a few times. What benefit does community have if I'm in the first three to six months of having a kid? I mean, just to know that you're not alone. It's why I started it in the first place. Um, when you're talking about some of the body image stuff, you know, seeing your body change that much during pregnancy is one thing. Seeing your body not change that much after having the baby is another. And so to still look pregnant after having that baby can be really, really uncomfortable and intimidating. So to be going to a place where you are going with other women who are going through the same thing. And one of the things that I love about motherhood is we are truly a community and a club, like, internationally. Like, and you could be just three months ahead of another mom who comes to Stroller Strides, and yet you've got sage words of advice for her. You can tell her, yes, this is what's working for me with sleeping, with feeding my baby, with nursing, with exercise. So it's this incredible place where you come to ask questions and then to share whatever sage advice you've got. Well, that's the one thing I've noticed as a, as a parent, especially of young kids. I have conversations with people that I've never met before. We'll be at a park or we'll be somewhere and then we both will have young kids. That's our yeah. only common factor. I'm talking about stuff I never would talk about with strangers normally. You're Isn't talking about so eating habits, sleeping yep. habits. You're talking about bathroom habits. <laughs> and I think there is something, I, to me, there's some relief in knowing, oh, shit, I'm not the only one screwing this up. You know, I'm not the only <laughs> one. I'm not the only one doing it that way. You know, and, and I joke, I, I joke constantly oh, among yeah. my friends that my kids are going to be really good at some things and really bad at other things. And the important part of a parent of parenthood is trying to figure out which ones, you know, guide them towards the stuff they're good at and try to, you know, try to support them when they find out stuff they're not good at. Right. And, and, and as, you see, as you see these women flourish in your program, what do you think has been the most important part of that? Is it, is it really, is it the exercise, the benefits they get, or is it the friendships that they develop? And how how's that kind of helped you develop your company over the years? I think it's, it's almost the same. It's almost, you know, 50-50. Um, you know, I kind of feel like we're, we're about connecting women. We're about helping them understand they're not alone. And it's like fitness is our vehicle to make that happen. Mm. Um, and so many women, you know, we all we get our, our happy hormone um, from from movement and from social interaction, and that's exactly what happens at all of our classes. So these women don't even realize that they're not at their happiest, and they come into the class and they come back out going, "I had no idea how happy I could be." And it has a lot to do with endorphins from exercise, but it also has to do with the fact that, just like Lisa said. They, they, get, they jump into this group and having known nobody 
and realize they're not alone and they're completely supported and that they matter. And those two together is just magic. One out of four moms experiences some level of postpartum blues. Um, and if it is a mild level, the doctor's going to recommend get outside, get support, and get exercise. She gets all three of those things with stroller strides. And so we've had incredible stories that mm-hmm. will bring you to tears of women. We, we had a client, and she tells me I can share this story, who was institutionalized because she had postpartum psychosis. And once she got out, she started stroller strides and said it saved her life. So um, it's really hard to separate. Is it the community and the culture part of it, or is it the workout? We really believe it's the integration of all of it together that makes it so special. Well, what we know in behavior change theory, and this is where this comes in so key, and I, I think, I mean, I don't think you studied this before you started this, and you, I don't, you know, but what we know in behavior change theory is that self-efficacy, a huge part of self-efficacy is vicarious experiences, mm-hmm. meaning that if I have a, a, a six-week-old or an eight-week-old and I'm clear to go exercise and I go to a stroller strides class and I see women that are only four or five months ahead of me with, with you know, six-month-old kids, that seeing them be successful is a huge component for me developing the self-confidence that I can be. Were you aware of that, or is that something that just kind of evolved naturally? My master's degree is in psychology, ah, okay. and my, th- my thesis was on exercise adherence and behavior modification weight control. So it was really important to me from the start when we were creating the program that we wanted it to be a program that overcomes a lot of the barriers that most people have towards exercise, and that we wanted to create a program that people felt like they could do and stick with um, for, for life, you know? So even when their kids are past stroller strides, so. And do you have women that stay with you? I mean, that, that's why you did the Body Back mm-hmm. program, correct? And so you're the people that have your franchise, and we'll, we'll, I, if you're listening to this and you're going, wow, this sounds awesome, we'll definitely have information for, well, contact information for Lisa and Farrell in the show notes. But do you see people that have evolved from, you know, kind of the, the, the prenatal to the postnatal to now their kids are, I mean, you guys both have kids in high school, so mm-hmm. you're no longer, you know, you're no longer pushing a stroller. Um, but you see, I mean, is that, are you guys structuring your business to support your franchisees in that way? Yeah, we had to grow with the lifestyle of, of our client and the, you know, the journey of the client. So ideally, the client starts with Fit for Baby, does stroller strides, does stroller bar. And we didn't even mention, we also have a running club and we do have a lifestyle weight management program and then sticks with us through Body Back. And at Body Back, it doesn't matter if you had a baby two years ago or 20 years ago. We've had grandmas who have taken Body Back. They are some badass grandmas. <laughs> that's cool, though. But yeah. that's, that's awesome because, I and you mentioned that because you talk about coming in and feeling good. No one comes into the gym, specifically, no one comes into a health club saying, yeah, I want to feel good today. They come in thinking yeah. this misperception of like, oh, I need to work out. I didn't do this today. I didn't do that. I need to make up for it. And I love the fact that you're focusing your, your efforts on building community and on the fact that you're connecting. I mean, in, in essence, you guys are way ahead of the curve of what we've seen in the last few years. When Farrell and I are creating programs, we always say we don't want it to be sets and reps, okay? There's enough out there that's like, just come in, get a workout. Our classes, like literally for Body Back, every class has an intention for the workout. Our classes in Body Back end with a meditation. Like we believe in taking care of her body, her mind, and her spirit. And have you seen a shift? And this is one of the questions that, that I'll be asking because I think uh, it's safe to say the three of us are right in the middle of Gen X, correct? We're right in that in that <laughs> sweet spot between you know in the Gen X in the Gen X. But now our industry started to be kind of, I don't want to say taken over, but we now have to account for millennials mm-hmm. who have grown up with completely different experiences. Have you guys experienced that with your new franchise, you know, your new partners, your new clients who are millennials? And 
How are you adjusting for that, or what are you doing to adjust for that? We definitely are, are realizing that uh, we are, I, I'll speak for myself, that I am about 20 years older now than our average age for a Stroller Strides client coming in. Um, but motherhood doesn't change is what we're realizing. So how we market to them might be a little bit different. Maybe some of our copy might be a little bit different or even a little bit of our imagery. But the actual moms, we don't change. And so we're finding that that has... Um, it's, it's evergreen. It really doesn't matter whether you started at 20 years, 30 years, or 40 years, that the programs are still relevant. Uh, they're not aging out of them. Yeah, no, I became a dad the year I turned 40, so yes. I'm definitely, I look around. I, I, I notice on Facebook that some of my friends have kids graduate from high school, yeah. and I still have a kid in diapers, and I have another right. kid that's not out of preschool yet. So, and I think it's cool that you're, 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 you're kind of focused on so many different levels. So if people are interested, if they're interested in becoming a part of their community, of your community, how can they do that? What does Fit for Mom offer? Well, they can find out um, what classes they might have in their community. They can go to fitformom.com and do a, a, a zip code search. And if it's not there and they want it part of their community to, to get in touch with us and find out if, what franchising opportunities there might be, um, we're growing pretty quickly. So the, our hope is that we're going to be in every community across the country and we've got a lot of interest on an international level as well. So I just was going to come to that because you were, I was with uh, Farrell and I were in Bangkok last year speaking at a, uh, at a fitness conference in, uh, in Thailand. And, and what's your response been internationally? How does this resonate with an international market? Well, just like Lisa said, motherhood is a very, um, very powerful common denominator. And whether or not the language is spoken, it's that same feeling. Um, and what's happening on an international level, I feel, is that there's this, there's this hunger for knowledge because we have so much updated research here in the U.S. Um, and to be able to bring that research over to them, it's just like they're just light bulbs are going off over their heads just left and right. So it's interesting um, to be able to have the expertise that we have here in the U.S. and be able to share that on an international stage and to see moms are moms and they want to take care of themselves and our trainers that are taking my courses are just like lit up with the excitement of being able to do that for moms in, in their towns, their countries. Cool. And then um, what else? You have a podcast on Lisa, right? So if people are into podcasting, what do you, what's your podcast and who are you, what are you trying to, like who are you trying to connect with there? It's, it's the same group of moms. It's called Motivating Mom and we're looking to inspire and give strength and support and we talk about fitness, we talk about food, but more than anything, we talk about life balance and how to get out of overwhelm and Every mom hack and tip and trick that we can come up with or we speak to other mom entrepreneurs, just how do you balance this whole life and motherhood thing? And that's, that's critical. And the one thing that I've talked to you guys about before, I know, is what about the dads and all this? I mean, <laughs> but, but in all seriousness, I mean, do you guys do anything? Because, I mean, obviously, I think, and just, this is the issue that I've seen for over years as, as being a trainer, as being a coach and other stuff. Guys, and, and I, I might be guilty of this myself, we always think we know the best way. And oh, so sure. we're not that good at reaching out for advice. But I still think there's a need, you know, um, for connecting on there. I mean, do you guys do anything that you're trying to engage the dads more into, into the community? How are you doing well, that? Well, you'll see a lot of dads at family classes on Saturdays, which is awesome to see the dads there. Every dad needs to go to one Stroller Strides class to see that his wife is not just out there doing a walk in the park. But I don't know, Pete, if there's ever been a dad that should be leading Stroller Strides, I, th I think that you might be <laughs> it. <laughs> that's gonna put we'll me on have the to spot. talk after the show. <laughs> but no, but I, but I just think that's that's an important component because I know I've done some of that with some, you know, the guys 
guys that 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 I've kind of a lot of some of my workout buddies of now we've all become dads about the same time about you know two or three years of each other and I don't think we we don't connect at the same level as maybe women do we talk about some of the same stuff but sure. I think we come at it from a different point of view I just think it's interesting that I think there is an opportunity there but I just think that women are and I certainly am not trying to put my foot in my mouth. But I think women are much more driven to connect on a different level than sure. guys than guys are. Absolutely. And I think that's one of the most powerful things that you guys offer. So this has uh, been Lisa and Farrell with uh, Fit for Mom. And what's your website? www.fitformom.com. And that's fit with the number four, mom.com. And did you have a Facebook page? And Yeah, they'll all be linked on there. So, so I'll put all us. that information in the show notes. So if you have any information about... Um, if you want to find out more information about what you can do if you're expecting on getting pregnant or if you're currently pregnant and you don't want to stop your exercise program, these guys, one of the reasons why I'm spending some time with them, are a tremendous resource, not just before your pregnancy, but more importantly, after your pregnancy. Any, any final words or thoughts? No. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah. No. Guys, thank you for your time, you and uh, we'll have everything else in the notes below. All right, well, there you go, um, the benefits of creating community in your fitness experience. Um, as I'm getting to learn this podcasting thing, this is still uh, relatively new to me. Um, you'll have to bear with me as I sort out audio issues and figure out the best way to mix and everything. Um, but hopefully you, you didn't let the sound stuff uh, get in the way of hearing the message, which is one of the greatest benefits we can get from exercise is just connecting with others. So it's not necessarily how hard you work out or how often you work out, but it's the fact that when you work out, you are sharing your energy and you're creating positive energy with other people around you. I know that sounds rather metaphysical and new agey, but it's the truth. I mean, when we exercise, we exude energy. And we we exercise with people who are like-minded, it creates a whole positive environment. And if you're one, if you're somebody who has kind of always tried to do exercise on your own with um, intermittent bouts of success and, and, and failure, and you haven't tried group exercise, I really, you know, whether or not you're pregnant, whether or not you have kids, I really highly recommend um, trying group exercise because the dynamic can make all the difference in the world. And so that could be a great way. That can help you stay active. And if you go to the gym for no other reason than to see your friends, that then you're already ahead. And, and that's, that's a great thing. So anyway, thank you for taking the time to tune in to All About Fitness. My name is Pete McCall. If you have any feedback, if you um, any comments, anybody you'd like to hear me interview, please uh, go to my website, PeteMcCallFitness.com, and send me an email, Pete at PeteMcCallFitness.com. I would love to hear from you. Um, if you can take a moment and just uh, write a review, Good, Bad, Ugly on iTunes. Uh, reviews help with the search criteria. And thank you for tuning in, and I hope to get the next uh, episode of All About Fitness out to you shortly. i got some great guests lined up. I have some stuff already in the can, and I think you're really going to get a lot out of it. So until then, have fun, keep sweating, and stay safe. <laughs>